What is going on, pardon my pancreas, listeners and watchers? I got a story for you guys today. Recently, my wife and I just finished watching the new Justice League. It's a movie about, you know, Batman, Superman, The Flash, Cyborg, a uh, bunch of other cool people, Aquaman, Wonder Woman. And I got a story about you about an epiphany that I had about Batman if he had type 1 diabetes. So let's get into our theme song. I've spent the last 10 years pushing the limits while identifying trends and patterns in my type 1 diabetes management. Follow along as I learn, apply, and share the fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle strategies that I've learned from diabetes experts around the world. The real question is, how can we live fearlessly with diabetes while maintaining stable blood sugars? This podcast is here to give you the answer. My name is Matt Vandevecht, head coach and co-founder of FTF Warrior, and welcome to Part of My Pancreas. So, if Batman had type 1 diabetes, here's what he would do. He would cure it. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. That's not the end of the episode. But, if Batman had type 1 diabetes, let's dissect this. Let's look into what that would look like as a superhero having diabetes, right? Now, if you're not familiar with Batman, he's a superhero who's not superhuman, right? There's no actual powers that he has. In fact, in the Justice League, the Flash, another superhuman, uh, asks Batman, wait, what is your superpower? He looks over and goes, I'm rich. <laughs> it's so great that they pointed that out because technically speaking, Batman has no superpowers. He's rich, he's incredibly intelligent, and he's got massive drive, okay? He's got a huge why. And if you don't know Batman's story, his parents were murdered and he wants to solve crime and, and rid the world of bad people, right? So I'm watching this movie, and there's not going to be any spoilers, but fair warning, if you go to watch the 2021 version of Justice League, right, Zack Snyder's original cut, it's four hours. So this was like multiple date nights for Lisa and I. Like we watched two hours the first night, an hour the second try, and then the final hour after our recent date night last night. Incredible movie, honestly, it really was. Much better than the original. But while we're watching it, I'm watching Batman, which if you don't know this about me, kind of a nerd or a geek, I don't know which one you're supposed to be, but uh, I've loved Batman since I was a kid. Thought Batman was the coolest. Like, I, check this out. If you're, uh, if you're watching, you can see this. If you're listening, you don't know what this is. This, this is a Batman fidget spinner that my wife got me as a joke. Joke's on her, I love it. Um, but I've been a Batman huge fan. Uh, fun fact about me, I actually have a full Batman Halloween costume. But you didn't hear that from me. Back to the movie. If Batman had diabetes, what would that look like? So we're watching the movie. Batman has no actual superpowers, but what he is really good at is analyzing the environment around him, right? He's a detective. He figures things out before they happen if he is able to, because here's the thing. If he gets shot at, if he gets stabbed, if any of these things happen from a crime scene or from an interaction with a villain, he could die. Every other person on the Justice League doesn't have that same exact risk. Technically, they all could still die, right? But, I mean, if Superman gets shot in the head, he doesn't die. The bullet bounces off. If Batman gets shot in the head, he's dead, right? So when we approach this new situation with that knowledge, you realize Batman gets one shot at every single interaction with the villain. He can't 
put himself in a situation where he could actually die. So in a way that he kind of circumnavigates this and looks at it from a different perspective, he has to plan ahead to get ready for every single possible outcome of these interactions with the villains, right? He needs to know what's going to happen so that he doesn't risk his own life, at least, you know, there's always a chance of him dying, of course. But the point here being, he plans ahead, he analyzes, he learns from other people's mistakes, he learns on the deepest levels possible of every possible outcome that could happen, and as a result, he is extremely well prepared for the event itself. Therefore, he doesn't die. He gets to succeed. He knows people's weak points. He knows the environment he's going into. He's prepared with his, you know, famous Batman utility belt. In fact, if Batman were a diabetic, I fully believe his utility belt would be the pre-bolus. Uh, it would be carb counting, right? He would probably have measuring cups and food scales in his utility belt. <laughs> there would be uh, extra sites and Dexcoms and insulin vials. But I think more so it would be the concepts of what he's learned being a diabetic, how do I calculate insulin on board? I bet you his helmet would have like an insulin on board calculator that shows him like this much insulin on board, projected blood sugars in the next five hours, because you know, he'd be super advanced. But the thing to take away from Batman's behavior is that he plans ahead and analyzes every situation possible to give himself the best chance at a successful outcome, right? When we think about diabetes, so often we just jump into a situation with hope as our guide. Oh, I hope this meal works out. Oh, I hope this workout doesn't send my blood sugars up or down. I hope my blood sugars stay stable overnight. Don't wake me up at three o'clock in the morning with a severe low that I have to get up and drink three juice boxes for. I hope, I hope, I hope. Batman does not hope. Batman analyzes trends, patterns, and data, and he plans ahead so that he has the best chance for success. And one thing I want to add on here, Batman doesn't just plan ahead and analyze random things. He has a deep understanding of these topics going into it, right? He has a, you know, all this mechanical engineering knowledge. He has a uh, knowledge of hand-to-hand -hand combat. He has his knowledge of, of course, finances and the economy and all that. But he's studied all these things, multiple languages, fighting styles, different ways that his machines work. He shows up not only with just the Batmobile, but also like the the flying bat thing, I should know what that's called because I'm a Batman fan. Uh, the bat, bat wing, whatever. He has all these different vehicles for different types of terrains. He's so well prepared so that no matter what happens, he's got something to cover it. And even when it's down to the absolute bare minimum where he doesn't have his vehicles or his fancy weapons, he's still got a utility belt full of the grappling hook and the bat wings and batarangs and all these different things that will help him get out of a bind. He's got plan A, plan B, plan C. So when you look at your diabetes, or if he had diabetes, there would be multiple plans, fail-safes, to make sure that blood sugars would cooperate, right? So going into a situation like eating out, my wife and I had dinner last night, my blood sugars beforehand starting to creep down. So what did I do? I don't want this to ruin my date with my wife. I had sugar on hand. Always carry sugar on hand, right? I gave myself a couple of glucose tablets, brought my sugar back up so that for dinner, I was able to pre-bolus as normal, enjoy the dinner with her, and we had a great time, right? So if Batman were diabetic, he would analyze his blood sugar trends. I guarantee you, he would know what's going on with his blood sugars. He'd have a logbook. He would measure out his food because these things give you the best chance of success, right? And we look at 
uh, you know, he's got all the worst case scenarios mapped out as well. Believe it or not, and this is, we're diving deep into the geek dumb right now, right? <laughs> but in the Justice League, believe it or not, Batman actually has a plan, a formulated plan for how to take down and if necessary, kill each of the other Justice League members. He knows how to take out Superman, Aquaman, The Flash, Cyborg, Wonder Woman, all of them. He has a plan to take them out because he recognizes that anybody with superhuman powers could potentially pose a massive threat to the entire Earth. So he knows how to take them out if they were to default and become rogue, right? So in a similar case, if he were diabetic, I'm positive he would have plans for every worst case scenario. Okay, I'm going to the gym. How do I avoid going low? And you know what? Just in case things go haywire, how do I avoid going high? What if that happens? Worst case scenario, both ways. I'm going out to eat. I need to bring extra insulin because that food's gonna make me spike. Well, what if you go low beforehand because you're walking around shopping in the mall? Be prepared for both sides of it. Okay, we're just gonna hang out on the couch, you know? We're gonna snack throughout the day. Well, maybe there's a temp bolus I should consider. Maybe I should do an extended bolus from lunch. Maybe I should give little pieces of micro boluses to keep me in range and not have too much insulin on board. See, there are so many ways to package your plans, to plan ahead, to prepare, to learn from other people's mistakes that you have no excuse to not take control of your blood sugars. In fact, if your blood sugars are below 70% time and range, if your A1C is above a seven, that's subpar and something needs to change. In fact, I heard a great quote uh, from another coach in the space, nothing changes when nothing changes. You can't sit there and expect your blood sugars to cooperate if you're not doing anything to change them and make them cooperate. And you might even be taking the first steps and go, well, Matt, you don't get it. Like I've been writing my blood sugars down for two weeks now. Nothing has changed. Well, guess what? You also need the understanding of what you're looking for, because if you don't know what you're looking for, you're not going to find it. You have to do your research. You have to understand, educate yourself. This could be books. It could be Google. It doesn't have to be jumping into my coaching program. You could go on Google and learn for yourself a lot of the basic principles to get your A1C below a seven. Uh, you could read books. I have a bookshelf full of books. I still read books about diabetes. I want to look for new perspectives, new tips and tricks, new little ways to make tweaks to make life easier with diabetes. Okay? So first step, understanding. Second step, you could write down blood sugars for two weeks, but if you do nothing with that data, if you choose not to analyze it, look for patterns and trends, not to make changes based on the results, based on the data that you're seeing, then again, I gotta say it, you deserve the blood sugars that you're getting. You have to take action. Prime example of this, over the last couple of days, I reintroduced heavy weights into my fitness routine. Okay, so now I'm reintroducing squats. Uh, I've been doing deadlifts for a couple weeks now. I do pull-ups, I've been doing bicep curls. Reason being, our, uh, our area's gym reopened and I jumped on that. <laughs> I actually haven't been to a gym in a year. And because of that, it was a shock to my system. Last couple of days, I've been seeing more low blood sugars than normal. Guess what? Day three, that's a pattern. Magic three, we teach that in our programs. If you notice something happening for three days in a row or more, that is a pattern you must make changes based off of the knowledge you've gained. I was going low, same time every day. What does that mean? 
that's when my insulin sensitivity is peaking from that workout. And of course, based on the knowledge that I've already gained, I know what the timelines look like. I know when crossover occurs, insulin on board versus an actual exercise and do slow. There's different pieces that you need to be aware of if you want to fine tune, but at a bare minimum, you notice I go low at a certain time every day. That should be an indicator that something needs to change. Could be food related, diet, uh, exercise related, could be insulin related. There's a lot of different factors, but that's the first step, right? Track data, analyze the data, and then make changes. So wrapping all this up, if Batman were diabetic, what would that look like? He would have the data, he would analyze it. Of course, he would make a, a few pretty cool systems and programs surrounding it, uh, predictive blood sugars and you know, he'd probably use something called the 80-20 blood sugar formula. I, I firmly believe he would be a user of that. It's, it's quite data-driven. It's for the nerds, like myself. <laughs> but Batman, I think, would be a prime example of what it would look like to be a diabetic detective. To be curious. To stay curious. To wonder why blood sugars are doing what they're doing. And I believe that when you stay curious, when you seek out explanations for what blood sugars are doing because believe me there are explanations for each and every one of your blood sugar fluctuations everything you see on your cgm your dexcom freestyle libre glucometer even if you're on finger sticks every single blood sugar that you see has a reason we don't like to admit that we like to play the blame game and go oh that's just diabetes. I don't have to worry about that. No, no, it's, it's not the burrito that I ate for lunch. It's for sure not that. No, it's not that I've been skipping my workouts for two weeks. Definitely not that. No, 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 it's just diabetes. But the reality is, there is something going on internally. It could be a hormone shift. I'm not saying that you control all of the variables. It could be internal, right? Your body could be shifting something. Your stress levels, cortisol impacts blood sugars. But whatever it is, there is a scientific explanation for why your blood sugars do what they do. And if you can accept that and take responsibility for, okay, maybe I have more control over my blood sugars than I anticipated and than I expected, than I had been told from my doctors, if you can take responsibility for that, that's the first step towards actual results, actual predictable blood sugars, recognizing that research you do and the actions that you take can actually set you up for better, more stable, more predictable blood sugars. Now, if you don't care about that and you're, you like playing the blame game, blaming diabetes for your lower quality of life, blaming diabetes for your lack of sleep, oh man, because of diabetes, I never get to sleep. No, it's because of your inaction to fix your basal overnight, right? But you know, if you wanna continue playing the blame game, you probably shouldn't be watching these videos in the first place because I'm going to be calling you out. This is, uh, of course, I am a coach. This is what I do. I'm going to challenge you to better yourselves. If you want to play the blame game, if you want to ignore the responsibilities that you've been given, if you want to play the ignorance is bliss kind of game, then what I'm about to say is not for you. And you should probably click next. Go find the new video. But if you like the analytical side, if you're curious about why blood sugars do what they do and are excited by the potential of achieving stable and predictable blood sugars, having freedom to go out on date night, have a massive plate full of fish tacos, rice, beans, guac, oh my gosh, it was delicious. If you're excited by the potential of exercising, running a marathon, 
lifting, playing with your kids, and having blood sugar stay nice and stable throughout the entire activity. Maybe it's going grocery shopping, you're going for a walk around the neighborhood, and you're sick of seeing blood sugars plummet time after time, and you can't figure them out. Then you're the kind of person that would appreciate the trainings that I do for my crew. Now I want to invite you to go check out a training that I did recently. I dive into the 80-20 blood sugar formula. Okay, this is how I actually predict where blood sugars are going to go. And yes, it is a literal formula, actual mathematical formula that I use with my clients and myself to predict where blood sugars are going to go, to keep them consistent, stable, and in range, to enable more freedom surrounding life's activities, actually enjoying daily life. So head over if you are interested in that, only if you're the kind of person that would appreciate that, head over to diabetesinaction.com. Right? That website's going to give you a chance to open up your email. It's going to give you access to a training that I did recently. It's like 20 or 30 minutes. Grab a notepad, take notes, and remember, you must implement, take action if you expect to see results. All right? Be like Batman, stay curious, be a detective with your own blood sugars, and once you gather the trends, the data, the patterns, you must take action if you expect to see results. All right, so head over to diabetesinaction.com, grab that free training right now, and I'll see you over there. Keep up the fight.